So that's why we have a forever free plan for those growing companies. Up to 100 shipments are free. And then business grows, the, the scale also grows with the business. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast after this summer break. Um, and uh, today I'm happy to have Irina here. Hey, Irina. Yeah. Hi, Norbert. Uh, hey. Happy to be here. Yeah. Great to have hey. you. Um, Irina is working for uh, TrackMage, um, a yep. company that uh, gives you the real-time trapping, tracking of all your global shipments. But Irina, best right. way, introduce yourself and give us a bit more infos about TrackMage. Oh, okay, uh, definitely. Uh, so uh, my name is Irina Padubne. Uh, I'm from Bulgaria uh, and I'm the founder of uh, trackmage.com. Uh, so this is a tool that helps uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs uh, provide the best first purchase experience uh, for the customers. And uh, like definitely uh, it involves a lot of uh, shipment tracking, uh, customer notifications uh, and uh, other stuff that uh, helps uh, with customer support. Uh, so uh, right now uh, we are uh, like we, we've uh, worked with various businesses. Like my favorite kind of business uh, that uh, TrackMage is really helpful in uh, is creator e-commerce, where there is like this massive demand uh, that uh, uh, the e-commerce brand has to handle, uh, and uh, this is where the solution shines really uh, because uh, it costs the customer support costs uh, up to seventy percent, and then uh, it also gets uh, additional sales on autopilot. So this is the essence of what TrackMage is for and what it does for uh, e-commerce entrepreneurs. That's really cool. Um, but but how did you get first into e-commerce? Oh, yeah, that's that's a very exciting story. And it starts in China in 2014. So uh, we were young and ambitious and uh, we moved to China without knowing Chinese, uh, without knowing anything about e-commerce. This was the first business where we started. So uh, we decided uh, if we wanted to find the best products, why not go to the source? <laughs> that was the thinking. Uh, so we moved to China, to Guangzhou, uh, and uh, ran a fulfillment center for our e-commerce brands uh, for two and a half years there. Uh, it was quite an uneven journey, I would say, because, again, it was the first business where we started. It was in a foreign country. We didn't know the language. <laughs> but somehow, with automation and uh, the modern technology, we were able to make it work. Uh, we didn't know Chinese, but we actually used the auto translators to communicate with all the suppliers, <laughs> and it worked. What like, a journey! <laughs> yeah. So That's the cool. thing is, like, it, it's not as complex as it looks. Uh, the main thing that we realized when we came to China is that uh, the business is not about the suppliers; it's about the customers. <laughs> and then we had to learn, like, all the marketing, all the sales, all the like, all the other stuff that makes the business tick. Cool. Um, on, on your LinkedIn, you say, uh, imagine real t uh, real time tricky, uh, tracking of all your global shipments, then think bigger, that's uh, TrackMage. Yep. Uh, what, what's the bigger aspect? Uh, it's bigger just because it's not just about tracking the shipments, it's about creating the whole experience. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because, uh, again, uh, if we approach this holistically, uh, it's not just about the shipment tracking. It's also fulfillment. It also is customer support. And it also is uh, marketing. Essentially, mm -hmm. everything that happens after the purchase is marketing or remarketing to the same customer. And this is the most forgiving and the most, like, the cheapest audience you can get. Those guys yeah. already bought from you. And then uh, you just need to, like, make at least some effort. because. Most of the businesses that uh, we approach, uh, they literally have nothing after the purchase. Like the person uh, presses the buy button, they get an order order confirmation, and that's it. Nothing happens after that. So mm -hmm. then uh, when it comes to shipment tracking, uh, the brand also needs to have the visibility of uh, all the packages and prevent the problems before they even happen. Because sometimes uh, what happens is that uh, the supplier uh, whom you bought uh, the product from, uh, for example, if this is a dropshipping model where you don't uh, actually have the product uh, and you have a, like a third-party supplier, the, the supplier, you bought the product from them, but then like a week passes and nothing happens. So um, in this case, uh, the system has to notify you that like, okay, uh, you need to reach out to that supplier and ask if they are going to ship the goods or not and buy from some other source if they don't. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, it helps prevent all those customer support issues as well, because uh, imagine uh, you don't take any action and in three weeks, uh, your customer comes back to you and says like, well, come on, like, where is my package? And like, give me a refund, like bad review, something, something other than that. So it's just uh, this, uh, this visibility uh, allows you to control this process versus uh, just uh, wait until it happens and put out the fire. <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah. And and how do you solve that? So what 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 does the customers uh, ex can expect when they sign up uh, for TrackMage? Um, how how uh, can you help them to achieve this goal? Yeah, uh, so uh, we help them uh, with uh, various tools that they can integrate into their store. Uh, our main uh, integrations currently are Shopify and WooCommerce, but we also have integrations through uh, Zapier and Integrately with other systems that don't have that sophisticated fulfillment functionality or uh, order management functionality. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, systems like ClickFunnels or uh, some other funnels uh, software where you literally have only the page, the buy buttons, a lot of marketing stuff, but nothing for the fulfillment, for the shipment tracking, for uh, order processing, like none of that. So TrackMage uh, acts that, uh, as this uh, hub uh, that replaces that uh, functionality for the system. So what happens is that uh, after the person signs up, they configure their tracking page. A tracking page is uh, this thing uh, that Customers get in emails uh, and they get redirected after the purchase to uh, to actually track the package and to understand like where the package is getting to them. So uh, first, what you do is uh, when you sign up to TrackMage, you customize the look and feel of your tracking page. If you are a fortunate uh, Shopify seller, uh, we have a, like AI. <laughs> A based uh, system that uh, customizes the tracking page for you. So you don't even have to do anything. You just sign up and like, oh my God, uh, it already looks like my store. What happens then? Uh, you configure email notifications that come after uh, the fact. So the typical flow is something like uh, the customer buys uh, the product. They get a, an order confirmation from the uh, system. Uh, and then uh, when the package actually starts traveling, uh, they get another email uh, about uh, like the, your package is in transit. And the person can uh, check the, uh, the tracking page. What we found is this fascinating statistic 
is that then people are actually waiting for the uh, product that they bought. They visit those pages one or two times per day. <laughs> that's that's, that's an bad. enormous yeah. amount of traffic, yeah? Uh, and usually what happens is that uh, in e-commerce stores, with a typical setup, they get redirected to a DHL page or EPS page or some other carrier page. There, there is no indication of like which store you bought it from, what the brand is, what the product is. It's just the tracking information and uh, some like not very beautiful UI uh, where we have to figure out really like where is the status or <laughs> where is the other information. So, and, uh, yeah. And can I also present uh, other products or additional or try to get some, some upsells there? You got it. Definitely. <laughs> Because that's the idea. Uh, when the they key. visit that page, uh, when they visit that page, they don't treat uh, it as uh, like some marketing information. They treat mm -hmm. it as transactional, and that's why uh, customers actually check out those ad additional offers that you have to make and uh, additional products that you uh, place on the, those pages. Mm -hmm. So the idea is: uh, so since you are already getting uh, this free traffic from your own audience. Uh, why lose it to carriers? Uh, why not just uh, present it uh, as part of your store? And that's essentially what a tracking page is. It's part of your store. It's not something external. Well, we don't uh, <laughs> like we don't restrict any uh, any kind of integration. So there is a custom domain. You can replace your uh, default pages. You can put some widgets. Uh, we have, uh, by the way, we have uh, the tracking pages uh, widgets. Uh, if you have very customized theme or if you don't want to uh, use the whole thing, uh, you can just take uh, pieces, bits and pieces from the tracking page and put them on your thank you pages, on the other pages that you want to dedicate to this uh, process. So the thing is, uh, you get uh, extra sales from those same customers without having to do anything. Like you don't have to pay for retargeting ads. You don't have to uh, like launch some kind of a marketing campaign or discounts. You just provide essential information they are already looking for, uh, like where the package is, and you give them additional uh, incentive to go to your social media, to check out our products and like, oh, uh, this fascinating new deal that we launched just yesterday and just for you. That's cool. That's nice. You also mentioned emails. Uh, what do you do with emails? Uh, we have uh, emails that are uh, created based on the shipment status. So uh, what we've noticed is that uh, most brands, they don't have the ability to send the uh, emails just in time. What I mean by just in time is uh, then the package actually changes status. So uh, what tends to happen is that uh, the package gets to the post office, but then uh, like not all the carriers are the same. Uh, and sometimes the notification doesn't come to the uh, customer uh, in real time. So what we do is we send them an email like, okay, uh, your package is available for pickup. How about you go to the post office and collect it? Uh, that's uh, that's one of those emails uh, that customers really appreciate because like that's a reminder. Oh my God, package is here. Let me go check it. Uh, and then uh, there is another email that typically uh, in marketing stack uh, is configured as uh, something like, oh, in two weeks after the order was shipped, uh, we send an email to ask them for a review. But of what if the customer hasn't yet uh, received the package? And what they like, what they're going to write in that review? Like, okay, I'm still waiting for the customs to clear. Like, <laughs> so we have an email uh, that is uh, tied to that status of delivered package. So once they actually get the product, then they ask for a review, and the review stays inside of TrackMage platform. So if it's a negative review, you can take action. 
you can definitely just find all those customers and reach out to them with some kind of uh, apology or sincere, uh, like <laughs> everything should be sincere. I'm saying like with sincere apology. And then uh, they, uh, if the review is positive, uh, so we have this functionality where you can import those reviews to the product pages and you can uh, ask the customers, that actually happens automatically if the review is positive, uh, to share that review with the images uh, on social media. So That's this nice. way you create like additional traffic to those same products that the customer has already bought. That's uh, the, the beauty of uh, remarketing and using your Oh, existing customers to promote the product and getting extra sales from existing customers. I mean, I really like the approach uh, triggering an email after the package has been delivered because um, you, when, when you um, buy something from uh, from a store, um, you typically get this review email too early, maybe, yeah, yeah, uh, or too late. Uh, if, or, if or not at all or not at all yeah exa exactly and the best time to get a review email actually is when the package has been delivered because this is the wow effect they're happy to get the product bought um, of course if the product is good uh, and yes. we all know that we have good products so um, uh, no if the product is good um, and, and I have the wow effect I'm more willing to uh, write a review than uh, if I can't even remember that I bought the product or if I don't have the product yet. So that the time uh, timing, in my opinion, absolutely perfect uh, to, to trigger that. Um, and I can, can configure everything in the email so I can write my own texts or uh, links. That's cool. Yes. Uh, and we also have localization. Uh, so uh, there is a conditional field, for example, uh, that you can tie to uh, shipping country. Mm. So, sorry, the destination country where the package is going to. So let's imagine that the package is going to Spain. Uh, and you just replace all the text uh, with uh, Spanish. And uh, on the tracking page itself, the information can be displayed in various languages. We support uh, around 19 currently, uh, but we are always adding more and more. Mm -hmm. So uh, the idea is to provide the experience uh, tailored to this specific demographic. Uh, and even uh, with that uh, custom email, you can tie it to specific promotions that you ran. So let's imagine you have uh, some kind of uh, like time boxed uh, promotion period where you're selling something like a drop uh, of products that are very uh, specific. You can set up a separate tracking page with a separate messaging, a separate uh, set of products and uh, offers and just send it to them. So the idea is that uh, you can create uh, various experiences for different customer segments. Uh, and this way you can get uh, even more uh, loyal customers just because they understand that everything just ties together. Everything is uh, following their journey. Yeah. I've seen you have an integration with uh, over 600 uh, carriers. Uh, currently, it's uh, over 1,080 carriers. Wow. So we're always improving, but uh, sometimes we don't update the copy on the website that, <laughs> uh, that fast. So yes, currently we support uh, eight, uh, sorry, uh, ten thousand. Oh my god, a thousand and eighty carriers uh, wow. from all over the world. And sometimes wow. I even get those surprising messages like, "Oh, uh, do you integrate with the courier guy? Like which courier guy? Ah, that's the na name of a carrier. I didn't even remember it. <laughs> no, I didn't even know that there are so many carriers. So <laughs> yeah, there are. That's, that's that's insane. Um, <clears throat> and how does this work? So, uh, I mean, uh, the shipping label, I need to still print at my carrier. 
Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So we don't support, uh, currently we don't support uh, creating the shipping labels. Uh, we just uh, support uh, tracking them uh, from all the carriers all over the world. So essentially you need the tracking number uh, to enter it into the system. And then uh, all the information is going to be auto-populated from the carrier uh, itself. Uh, mm-hmm. So we just uh, have the integration with them. Uh, and uh, the best part is that you don't have to enter it like one by one. Uh, we have a CSV import. So let's say you're using some kind of system like ShipStation or some other uh, shipping provider. Uh, you can just literally export all the information or do it through Zapier. You can just like like tie the two systems with uh, TrackMage and update uh, the tracking number for each order automatically. Mm-hmm. And this way, uh, all this information just uh, automatically feeds into the system and you have the emails configured. So the emails get triggered and they get sent to the customers on autopilot. So you don't have to touch it uh, unless you really want to change uh, the flow or change the wording somewhere. Uh, so it just runs, runs and runs. And now um, you know that we are in, uh, at least we are, so we have the problem the U.S. Uh, people don't have. So we are talking about GDPR here in Europe. Yeah. I assume that you are completely GDPR compliant or doesn't even play a role here. Uh, well, GDPR compliance uh, is definitely a thing that we did. Uh, so mainly GDPR compliance uh, is covering the actual users of the system as uh, like e-commerce sellers who are signing up as uh, customers. So you, we can definitely re- request to delete their account and delete all the data. Uh, so when it comes to the customers, we don't even really, like we, we don't have that data uh, and it can be deleted uh, by the uh, by the actual customer themselves. So you literally just select all those shipments and you delete them. So the mm-hmm. thing is, uh, we don't uh, store this information. Uh, we uh, provide it in real time. And again, uh, as you have seen, probably after some time, uh, the tracking number itself expires. Yeah. So if you try to track the same shipment in like maybe a two months, uh, you might uh, get like zero results from the carrier. Uh, the best part about it is that we have a cached copy. So let's say uh, the customer comes back in three months and uh, still files a chargeback or something like that. You still have information, like a like a stored copy. Like I know that it's uh, like a very rare case, uh, but still you have a stored copy of the uh, tracking information for that matter. That's cool. Well, yeah. That's cool. That's important, I think, uh, because when something happens and you can't get the details anymore, that's really bad. So uh, yeah. if there's a copy back, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> Let's talk a bit about your pricing. Right. Um, you have 60 pricing plans starting from free forever. Yeah. Um, uh, pro enterprise and all this kind. What what kind of research did you put into the pricing structure before you launch? Well, uh, when it comes to the pricing structure, we noticed mm-hmm. that uh, for specific categories of customers, uh, the pricing uh, literally uh, makes or breaks uh, this uh, this process. So. Uh, if a customer is just starting, so when like they literally have no shipment volume, like they have uh, just uh, set up their store, but they still want to use this, this solution, uh, it's unfair to ask for something like $50 per month, like other solutions do, uh, <laughs> to, to just uh, integrate this uh, into the store. Uh, so that's why we have a forever free uh, plan for those growing companies. Up to 100 shipments uh, are free. Uh, and uh, like, and then, then the business grows. The, like the scale also grows with uh, the business. So uh, what we uh, have is uh, 
Like we are counting mainly on those brands uh, that already have an established business and they have already a lot of shipments and they, they just want to get those like uh, five to 10 uh, percent extra sales uh, plus uh, less uh, burden on their customer support. Uh, and uh, for established businesses, uh, around like 5,000 pa packages per month or something, uh, like it's really a significant amount of money for nothing, really. Like they, they, they don't have to do anything. They just plug in the tool and that's it. That's so, cool. Yeah. Uh, the <clears throat> research, like the competitors, like, I mean, when it comes to pricing, uh, it's the black magic, I think. Because again, uh, if you even just uh, browse the market for pricing strategies, uh, they uh, like those uh, strategists. Uh, they range from five hundred dollars uh, for a consultation to like fifteen thousand. Like mm, okay, yes, like yeah. So we decided just to go with uh, something and then uh, iterate uh, based on uh, the customer feedback. So okay. our yeah, yeah. Uh, our pricing is based on <laughs> is based on what we have. That's what I would say. Yeah, it's always interesting to talk about pricing pages. I mean, uh, we 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 have our own SaaS applications in Spider as the yeah. iPad solution for e-commerce, and I know that pricing for SaaS applications is always um, a fun topic. Yeah, um, so it's yeah. it's always <coughs> um, iterations and changes yeah. and updates and uh, changing things. So I fully understand uh, that that this is a hard thing. Yeah, I, just one uh, small note to add there. Uh, we went uh, with uh, all inclusive uh, based on volume, uh, based on shipment volume uh, pricing. So when you are signing up uh, for any paid plan, you just get all the features. It doesn't have to be very restrictive. So we don't, uh, I don't know, uh, we don't store our API or custom domain for only enterprise customers. So you get everything. Uh, the only thing that we're interested in is uh, making the business grow. Uh, and that's why we're constantly reaching out to all the customers and saying like, okay, guys, what other problems do you have? So that's how we discovered that there was another problem. Mm -hmm. So one of our customers, uh, Metal Family, uh, they are uh, like a significant YouTube creator. Uh, and uh, they launched their own cartoon series with like 1 million subscribers right now, or maybe... Two million already. I, I don't know. They're growing. So the thing is, uh, they were struggling with people uh, making typos in their emails. So literally, the person places an order, uh, they make a typo in their email saying something like Gmape instead of Gmail. And then they don't get any notifications. And then they start uh, reaching out to customer support. And we cannot even find like uh, where they are in the system because like they made a typo in their email. Like how... So what we did, uh, we created a script that is embedded in the uh, checkout uh, that actually like pings that email and checks if it actually exists and notifies the customer like, please check your spelling. It looks like you you meant Yahoo, not Yahoo. <laughs> or That's really cool. <clears throat> I didn't see that before. So this is a really cool approach. Um, yeah. And, and and is this enabled for all your customers or can yes. you? Uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's, it's that's a, a nice legend. idea. Yeah. yeah. Like the only downside is that, uh, for example, Shopify doesn't allow to embed any scripts uh, on yeah. your uh, Shopify checkout unless you're a Shopify Plus uh, customer. So Shopify Plus customers, <laughs> yeah, it's going to work. <laughs> for Shopify, yeah, so just but, regular Shopify folk, like, yeah. But the I'm pricing sorry. is insane for those. <laughs> 
Yeah, at least for the startups. I mean, the pricing is absolutely okay if you're a grown business, so that yes. that's absolutely fine and 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 a great great thing. Uh, but the smaller ones, yeah, I know that that's yeah. that's always a big problem that the checkout is not. Um, but still, like for WooCommerce users, I mean, for yeah. WooCommerce users, for uh, ClickFunnels, for other uh, softwares out there, so like Squarespace, for example, uh, you never have to worry about it because everything is customizable. You can edit it uh, and uh, add it. So That's just cool. Shopify just wanted to protect their users yeah. because again, yeah, <laughs> it's their system. <laughs> they have to. Um, you've been working with a lot of e-commerce companies all over the world. Um, what would yeah. you say is the biggest mistake when it comes to uh, the early days of the venture? Yeah, well, uh, I, like this is like heartfelt pain that I feel when when you're asking that question because it's uh, buying inventory before you have your sales. Uh, going because a lot of businesses start like this like oh i have an insane idea about this awesome product that i'm going to create i go to chinese suppliers i buy like ten thousand units then i store them in my garage and then i don't know what to do with them because like they're not selling and the customers are not even buying like oh i sold maybe three <laughs> three units out of ten thousand and then that's how like the business started. They got a loan or something, or they got it from their family and friends. And then they are rich in product. They have like a lot of excessive inventory. And later there are some liquidation companies or some uh, like discounted uh, ways how you can sell it to distributors or wholesalers uh, to just like kind of get rid of it. But again, uh, this is not a proper way to start your business because you need to first uh, figure out like the messaging, the demographic, the, how you are going to sell uh, the unit economics. And the best way to do it is without buying all the inventory up front. So you definitely can uh, strike some kind of an agreement with a supplier from uh, either domestic country or from China or from other, where you, you will be actually doing the pre-sales and then buying it from the supplier after the fact. But at least it's a very good way to test the demand. If you will not be able to sell like 100 units, there is no point in purchasing 10,000. Really, <laughs> there is no. And this is the reason I, I often heard, and, and also in other podcasts for very successful companies, I often heard that they are putting up um, some, some pre-sales pages where they just promote the product and drive traffic there. Um, I, I even heard from one podcast um, uh, interview, they, they put up an entire store, they did the entire marketing for that um, and, and did even the sale. Yeah? Yeah. But on the checkout page, uh, when, when, when it's about to be closed, they informed the customer that the product is not there and that they thank the customer for, for purchasing, trying to purchase the product. And they will send them a coupon code when the product really releases so they can get it cheaper uh, okay. because they play the trick on them. So I, I don't know if um, if this works or not, or if it worked or not. I mean, for the podcast that I heard where, where they presented the story, it worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the customers were not angry. But um, of course, the customer can, can be angry easily but um, uh, about something like this. But <clears throat> on the other hand, I need to fully agree. You need to know if the product is sellable or not because you don't know it actually if you don't sell it. And yeah. Putting the, the thing on stock before even one sale, um, that's 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 a heavy uh, risk. I would say even uh, further. So uh, I heard about that example as well. So there is a neater way after like after you actually collect the money from the customer, you can back order that product. 
you don't have to uh, you don't have to ship it right away. You just save it like, okay, this is a back order. Uh, how about we ship it in like four weeks? Uh, if the customer actually wants that product and this, it's something unique, something custom that they want, they wait. Like, no, no problem for the customers. The wait is not a problem. It's just that uh, most of the businesses, they play this kind of secluded game where like, okay, uh, you've ordered the product. It's going to ship sometime. Like not in four weeks, but like, oh, sometime in the future, expect it. And this suspense actually drives people to press that like refund button on yeah. PayPal or somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And and we are used to Amazon, where we yes. know that the product is sent the same day, if possible, maximum the next day, and we have it in two days. So yes. that's the thing. Amazon is a very strong uh, competition for all the independent uh, sellers. Uh, but again, Amazon, uh, like the downside of selling on Amazon, like is you have uh, demand out of the box, but then you don't have the customers. You don't even have their email address to remarket to. Uh, you could sell, send them something in the package to like, okay, like here is our uh, an amazing uh, guide or amazing something that you sign up and then you get their email. Uh, yeah. But that's just uh, like not all the customers are going to follow that path. So you will be losing. Uh, I, I would be more than interested in sometimes to to have to have the statistics on file how how much really read the the attached uh, advertisements um, of of these packages. But I mean, I I myself I, I I do not touch that. So I I I get it. I man, just out of interest I read it, but I seldomly do what there is on the on the yeah. Package. Uh, so the, the downside of uh, Amazon business is that uh, it's not your business, it's Amazon's business. And uh, the downside of the tracking by Amazon is that <laughs> on that page, on their tracking page, they are going to be pushing all other products. Like it doesn't have to be just yours. Yep. So uh, that's that's uh, why uh, most of the brands, the household brands, uh, they launch their own store in parallel to Amazon. So Amazon is just like one venue and the other venue is uh, their own store and their own traffic. Mm -hmm. And usually when the brand grows, uh, they don't even need Amazon later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the question would be, yeah, what role, if any, does automation play in your operation? But I know the answer already and I think the rest yeah. of the audience as well. I think it's one of the most critical things, right? It it is uh, just uh, going back to my uh, previous experiences, uh, like a fulfillment center in China. Uh, so if we didn't have automation, we should have hired like maybe ten people to do what yeah. we did uh, single handedly, uh, because automation uh, also saves you from the routine. So uh, what fun it is to like reply like where is my order? Where is my order? Where is my order? Question all all over again. Uh, then you could be spending that time to brainstorm some like marketing copy or the next uh, big thing or reaching out to potential partners and doing something meaningful that actually drives business and drives business growth versus just, I don't know, handling customer support requests or some uh, mundane operation stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Automation, automation is the key. The key. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Last question for the day. Um, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Okay. So when it comes to uh, the best person to listen to, when it comes like the e-commerce stuff, I guess uh, that would be Nate Skyver. Uh, so I've been following him uh, on uh, LinkedIn for a long time. And he's mostly talking about the carriers. and uh, But also like, he's sharing so many uh, industry-specific news 
So e-commerce, uh, like I re- literally understood uh, more about the logistics, the e-commerce stuff from uh, just listening to this uh, person. He's amazing, I would say. <laughs> so. Cool, cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. <clears throat> um, I really love that to talk with you because it's a completely different uh, thing that, that the end of the story, actually, the tracking part, uh, yeah. but it belongs completely to e-commerce. And I love the ideas what you can do with just the tracking page, actually. I mean, you yeah. did the sell as an e-commerce company. You 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 have a customer, you have shipped the goods even, but the tracking page gives you another option to sell, another option to market your brand, to make your customers interact with your brand, uh, not even on the tracking page, but also with the email sequence and everything that is related and attached to your brand. And it just gives you a very good, a reputation and uh, and an option to upsell and to get reviews. So um, when you run a web shop, consider a perfect tracking page as well as part of your marketing game. And I think that's that's the, a final very good step um, before you really start the remarketing after a few months to really get this done already with just tracking. Thank you so much, Irina. Thank you Have so much. time. And guys, don't forget to hit the subscribe button to the podcast and uh, more than happy to uh, see you soon on the next episode. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate and review. Until next time. 